The House Show. For over one year, the revolutionary force in retro sports entertainment podcasts. This one goes out to all the gorgeous ladies. The Retro Network, The House Show Podcast, and Fabergé Organics Shampoo proudly presents to you this detour on the path through the decade of decadence. As we turn the house show into the house glow. Now let's welcome to the stage your trio's tag team champions. The mass library, Kevin Hellions. The educator of excellence and sweet Maddie Treats. Now strap on your spandex glittering thongs because there ain't no business like glow business. Welcome everyone to another edition of the House Glow. It is I, as always, Mr. Maddie Treats, and I'm joined by my trio's tag team partners. To my right is none other than the educator of excellence. Educator, how's it going, buddy? Oh, man, we are still recovering from WrestleMania weekend. Saturday, what a spectacle it was at The Rock, baby. Enjoyed my time. Enjoyed seeing both of you guys. Sushi. Oh, baby. What a, what a time to have it was. All you can eat sushi. Giant potatoes. Potato, the potato was pretty solid. I must admit. Kevin. Wasn't expecting it. Kevin sleep stripping. I mean, what a show. What a show it was. Uh, Kevin, little did you know, I had uh, I have security cameras all around my palace here. Well, should I, I, should I release the tape online? We enjoy the baked potatoes so much. I figured I should show my meat and potatoes. Yeah, there it is. talk about a pound of pulled pork. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, seriously, seriously. Uh, no, WrestleMania is good. Uh, Kevin, how are you doing? I forgot to interrupt. Oh, all right. All right. You know, I mean, we we did so much. I just decided to take the next two days off of work. Did just give really? myself some recovery time. Good for you. Congratulations, everybody. <laughs> I, I, went, I went hard at the game store Monday since I was off from school, but Tuesday was a drag at school. But then Wednesday, I ended up, uh, you know, having some time off and... Uh, didn't get the greatest news that I was hoping to get regarding the knee, and we got decisions to make, and we'll we'll have to figure those out coming up. Uh-oh. Under the knife may be in play here. Possibly. 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 That's a tease for next week's show. So, Are you waiting to hear back from Dr. James Andrews? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'll be making a trip to Birmingham, Alabama. <laughs> there you go. Uh, guys, uh, there is someone that is, is, is gotten on my list of people that I hate right now. Really? Well, yeah. it's been fun guys. See you later. <laughs> no, Kevin. Best of luck to your feet and your future endeavors. After your, after your sleep stripping, I, mean, I want to see more of you. Uh, no, uh, his name's Tyler Florence. He's a restaurateur, entrepreneur. Um, he makes ridiculous TV shows that I watch all the time, guys. Uh, I got the uh, Discovery Plus uh, streaming service. It was part of my uh, 
you know, Verizon, I get a year of it for free. So I, I said, hey, let's oh. download this. Keep going. I have a guess. Keep going, uh, though. He's got two two shows, okay, that I mm-hmm. adore. Uh, one is uh, Food Truck Race, like the greatest food truck in America, where you, you, they have, like, a group of, you know, six different food trucks, and they go to different cities. It's addictive. Oh, I thought uh, they were actually, like, in a race. Well, they are. Like they tracks. are. So, no, yeah. Food they flying everywhere. Like, they the have to get, like, get to the city, and they can pick the best spots to set up. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, yeah. It's it's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, you know, you start with, like, six, you know, uh, you know, six uh, trucks, and there's a challenge, and then they get, like, you can leave 20 minutes before everyone else, or you get to set up here, set up there, and then it's all about making the most money within you know, that weekend going to cities you're not aware of. Uh, the other one they have, uh, which was a little older, which I wasn't sure, is a Food Court Wars. Really? Which is two food courts, uh, two restaurants in a food court, battle it out to see who wins a uh, space uh, rent-free for one year in that food court. Oh, that's crazy. That's actually like a significant chunk of change, I'm sure. Like mall, Like a mall food court thing? Correct, correct. Yeah. So, you know, say if we were going to exchange uh, figures at the Syracuse Mall, right. we could win We could win uh, food uh, or space rent-free for one year at Destiny. That's crazy. Uh, some of them are really expensive because some of them were like 10000 a month for, for the space in like these high, you know, high-density food courts. So. No, is, is the war the quality of their food or are they like getting air cannons and like shooting potatoes across the food court at each other <laughs> that would be great that would be great but no no it's just all about the food quality uh, what it is though is they across have the, the way yeah so the way this one works is they have two you know two dueling uh restaurants and first one is taste tests where they're feeding someone whether that's mall workers uh, one thing they say is mall workers make up 30% of your business. So if you have good quality food, they will keep keep coming to you. It's repeat business. So let's feed uh, all the people that are in like the middle kiosks. We're going to feed them for the night. They vote on who they think is the best. You win an advantage that way. Uh, the second one is they do a marketing uh, ploy. Uh, so that could be setting up a pop shop at a concert or they're going to a uh, all a cancer walk or, or something like that and feeding people there to drum up people for um, for their grand opening, which would be the Sunday. Um, and then on that Sunday, I'm going to guess if you, if you did the days, you know, if it's three day consecutive days um, on the Sunday, they're selling from one to five. Whoever sells the most money wins. So making sure that they have good product and, and things are going going good. Those shows, though, man, Discovery. uh Discovery Plus, addictive shows. I mean, you're talking all your Food Network shows. You're talking uh, History Channel shows, Travel Channel shows. Like, you don't realize how like how how much time is consumed until you, it's like, hey, I'll watch a couple episodes, and then seven hours later, <laughs> uh, I just watch the whole season. There it is. So, you're on my list, Tyler Florence. So that's why you hate him because he's just taking up your time. I could be doing so much better things, Kevin, like editing your dumb remarks out of the podcasts. You don't have that kind of time. That is true. Anyone on your list, Kevin, that you hate? I know you always hate someone. Oh, I mean, I always do. Uh, Certain people in WWE, usually. (laughs) 
certain certain hateful people. Okay, but enough about your brother. Why don't we move on to? Uh, Come on, no, no, no harm to Dave Hallions. Poor Dave Hallions, <laughs> the gaslighting king of Chicago. So let's just go right into it. Why don't we start with Glow? We're talking episodes five and six today. We're gonna, uh, which was Nachka's Rain, part five and part six. So, uh, you know, the headlines are great for this. Uh, guess where we're starting, guys? With a limo pulling up to the big building. Uh, no, no, definitely not. Uh, we're gonna just. Why don't we start in the locker room? Oh, that's new. That's yeah. new. It's different. I mean, we we got our we got our same rundown here of the way the shows are going. We start in the women's locker room, then they run down the card with some highlights behind it. We hit our shampoo commercial. We hit Tiffany's glow gossip. We hit our rap intro, and then we go to our first match on the card, which is Vicky, which is Vicky Victory taking on MTV, the AOK DJ. Woo! <laughs> Uh, what, what did you oh, guys think of? I love the MTV gimmick. I think it's great. Um, Wait, she, can I ask a question? What, what kind of gimmick is your the AOK? You're the best. You don't have to be over the top, but you're 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 B plus. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like B plus player did did work wonders for a particular talent in current era. You know, but uh, she's the AOK DJ, and she's she's making the most of her minutes. I will say though, at least this was a guitar smash that did actually, uh, you know, turn heads. Yeah, yeah. There was no bad bunny uh, incident when they tried to smash the guitar there. So yeah, exactly. So, so Kevin, do you know of any AOK DJs out there? Oh, Jesus! I worked for one for a little bit. Did an internship at station. <laughs> Is that when they like made you eat dog food or something? They didn't make me eat dog food. They poured you dog cho- food wait, wait, on me. You, There's a you difference. You chose to eat dog food. <laughs> <laughs> you chose to pound it. Yeah, they poured dog food on you, right? Yeah. the The deal was if they raised something, I forget what it was like two thousand dollars for SPCA. Then I had to lay down and have dog food poured on me, and then the the puppies waiting to be adopted were on me to eat all the dog food off. And they raised double what they were going for. Question for you, Kevin. When you signed up for that, were you thinking that it was peanut butter? <laughs> I I did not. However, I will say that the uh, make your own gravy kind of dog food there, because it's warm and uh, a puppy peeing on you uh, feels warm as well. And you can't tell the difference. I'm pretty sure I also remember as part of this... Uh fundraising uh, campaign for the SBCA. Didn't you at one point have to walk through public square? He had to walk naked through public square. I, I had to walk in a, not my planned outfit. I wasn't naked. No, I think Wait. the gimmick was you were walking naked, but the big thing was, it Oh, was the dog. The dog the yes. named naked. Jeez. Exactly. I forgot about that. Wow. Yeah. How do I remember more about your internship than you do? Come on, man. But yeah, you're I completely forgot about that. I haven't thought about that in years. Um, but yeah, you're right. They decided to say that one of the dog's name was naked and I was walking the dog. I thought the swerve was gonna be that you had a fanny pack covering your junk because you're naked Midian. Naked Midian, baby. That's right. But, uh, <laughs> all right, so what what'd you get what'd you guys think of the first match? Uh 
I'm starting to get tired of the uh, the finishes that are the non finishes kind of deal and security being brought in to escort. It's uh, starting to get repetitive a little bit. But... I like the idea of all right. So so the first episode we did, it was tough to get through. The second episode we did. You know, episodes three and four, you're like, oh, I kind of like it. And now we're at five and six, and you're like, oh, yeah, I'm not really feeling this anymore, guys. <laughs> the finishes are, are uh, at least there's, I mean, again, it's the, it's a showbiz, you know, kind of deal. Trying to, I guess, you know, making sure everyone gets their push and uh, gets their quality time on screen here. Uh, but the uh, security breaking up the the... The, the brawling ladies that goes to a no contest. It's starting to already get overplayed out in my eyes. I, I'm sorry. I spaced out a little bit when I heard you say glow and escorts in the same sentence. Mine went elsewhere. Um, but you're right. It seems like uh, glow WCW here with the endings a lot of times. It's, it's almost like they have a hat with three match endings in there and they just pull out a random one from the hat for each match. It's like they have a quota that they have to get in. One clean finish, one, uh, you know, shady finish, some goofy over-the-top deal, and then, of course, a no a no, uh, a no, finish whatsoever. Yeah, no, absolutely. So uh, why don't you go ahead and break down our first match of the night? All right, we see MTV channeling her inner Jeff Jarrett and smashing uh, Vicky Victory in the back with a guitar from behind. We see MTV choking Victory over the top rope. Victory ends up doing a one-legged drop kick after she recovers and was successful also with a monkey flip. Vicky Victory with a set of head scissors and eventually after that takedown, she does a cartwheel into a splash. MTV reverses a corner Irish whip attempt by Vicky Victory and ends up doing multiple hair pulls uh, pulling Vicky Victory over the top rope towards the floor. Back in the ring, MTV with an Irish whip and is able to hit a back body drop. MTV does a second Irish whip, but unfortunately, Vicky Victory botches the leapfrog attempt and falls down on the canvas. So they redo the spot where MTV does a third Irish whip, bends down so that Vicky Victory can do the leapfrog and ends up coming back with a successful drop kick that does send MTV over the top rope onto the floor. On the floor, MTV ends up grabbing Vicky Victory's legs and ends up dragging her uh, out of the ring as she's on the floor onto the onto the cam or onto the ground itself. Multiple stomps, uh, working down on Vicky Victory. Vicky Victory was able to recover and throw MTV into the corner post. I love the uh, soundtrack effect that they're plugging in there. Whenever one of the girls' heads gets rammed into the post, we hear a, a slight gong-like sound, a thud that they're putting in there. A lot of the laugh tracks and the music were just over the top, super loud. I don't know if it was just my feed. Um, it just seemed really over the top for this particular episode, so it was kind of hard to hear some of the interviews. Uh, but that particular thud that you hear whenever a girl gets tossed into the corner, um, it stood out a lot more for me for this particular episode. We end up seeing Vicky Victory uh, do a snap nair over the top rope to bring MTV back into the ring once the, they've all recovered from their outside brawling. Vicky Victory climbs up to the second rope and does a split-legged uh, leg drop, kind of like Molina style, uh, gets a two-count from the referee. 
MTV recovers and does a double snap nair flip over twice to take victory down to the canvas. MTV does a scoop slam and begins and continues to choke Vicky victory against the ropes. Vicky victory does an Irish whip and a running, uh, basically double throat chop, uh, to take Vicky victory down. Victory ends up getting up and does a roundhouse kick that sends MTV over the top rope onto the floor. Vicky Victory climbs to the top rope and channels her inner Ricky Steamboat and hits a high cross body from the top rope down to the floor itself. And the match finishes with MTV and Vicky Victory brawling back and forth. MTV grinding Vicky Victory's head across the canvas along the length of the entire front cam on the canvas. Eventually, the referee ends up counting to 20 and we get a double count out finish and we see security involved separating the ladies and pulling MTV back towards the locker room. Uh, you started out your breakdown saying that we see um, MTV hit Vicky with the guitar, but did we see it? Because there definitely seemed to be an edit there. There seemed to be like a lot of edits in this match. Um, but also like the guitar one, I'm thinking, did they decide that's too violent and edited it out of the show or did it not look that great? And they had because you it was certainly implied you understood what was going on, even if you didn't see the the second in between the two movements, you knew what was up. Makes me wonder. Uh, we talked about in a previous episode how Justice took a piece of the pillar and the drywall and she tried to smash it over her opponent's back, kind of like it was a steel chair, but it unfortunately crumbled before mm-hmm. in the swinging attempt. Like her effort was too much. Makes me wonder if the gimmicked guitar kind of like broke apart in the swing. So that's why it was kind of oh, that's, that's a good point. It could have yeah. just looked awful. So let's right. edit it. We have a good second here and a good second here. It's an right. in-between second that looks bad. Yeah, that's Camera kind of cuts away, and then all of a sudden we see that basically it was really just a double axe handle to the back with a piece of the guitar. But then the remnants are kind of now laying on the canvas with the downed Vicky victory. Yeah, it's certainly implied. Um, I have been seeing stuff on here that... I think should be added into a lot of modern wrestlers moveset. One of the ones I liked is MTV is in the corner and grabs Vicky victory's hair and goes over the top rope yanking back. I was like, that would be an amazing heel move today. That would be so good. I'm thinking like Alexa bliss would be great. The current gimmick would be great to pull that off. Alexa or Lana. Absolutely. Lana be a good one too. Yeah. Um, she did a, it was Vicky, but she comes off the top with like a, a split, not left to right, but like north south with her legs. I'm sure there's a term for it, I don't know. And then lands on MTV and goes for pin attempt for that. I was like, that's fantastic. Right. That makes a ton of sense. Looks athletic, looks great, and all. I'm noticing a lot of moves that honestly should be stolen from anyone modern day. And maybe there's someone doing it that I'm just not aware of. Right. But just a lot of uh, there's almost every match seems to have like a good spot. There's it hasn't been a whole lot of like wow, what a match or what a segment. But I'm noticing in each one, I'm like, okay, that was that was well done, or that was something interesting. I would like to see someone more trained do that as well and see where we go from here. Um, I also the announcer here, who's usually just kind of there, had a great Bobby Heenan level line when MTV was choking Victory over the top. He said he's not, she's not choking her, she's massaging her throat. <laughs> just Heenan level. Kevin, yeah. Question for you. Uh huh. 
If you ask it, I'm going to answer it. <laughs> have you ever massaged a throat before? I have. I'm very thorough with it as well, inside and outside. Settle down, Deshaun Watson. <laughs> I don't get that reference. Uh, shout out to anyone that watches sports. <laughs> what are sports? Siri, what are sports? <laughs> sports? Huh? Alexa? No, other Alexa. What are sports? Uh, anything else you wanted to add for the throat massaging? Uh, I've... I, g- I gave it all already. Yeah. All right. Tapping out on that one. All right. So why don't we go? Yeah. Why don't what a what what a Are segue you regretting Dr. everything right now? <laughs> As we segue into Doctor Feels and Grope, talking with Zelda. Uh, then we get our shampoo commercial. Then we get Zelda zingers, um, and then we follow that up with match number two on the card, which is Liberty and Justice <clears throat> taking on Broadway Rose and Hollywood. Uh, what'd you guys think of this one? Fun match. Seemed kind of short for me, but it's a tag. So they're only going to focus ov- most of their time on the action in the ring. And then eventually, you know, when there's downtime in the ring, we'll see that the brawling that's going on at ringside. Didn't see too, too much of Broadway Rose being involved in the match. It was mostly uh, until the finish at the very, very end. Um, Hollywood becoming a bigger and bigger fan of her work here um again making a lot of most of the most of the minutes that we see on camera a unique combination it's our first time seeing liberty now on camera in a match kind of like her debut here we are now it's episode five of this season and we're seeing her finally in the ring and now justice is uh tagging up with her so liberty and justice but two very different gimmicks here well that's why they combined well and to the no no never mind wrong team (laughs) what the other i messed up you done i'm gonna say you can edit it by no you won't because it's me messing up what are you talking about i've never edited anything anyone messing up ever i was going to say there was a team name given to one of these teams. And it was not Liberty and Justice. I messed up. Yeah, Broadway, Rose, and Hollywood. What was their team name? Thank you. The East-West Connection. I do like the name, actually. Yes. Well, I, that I, was Ventura and Adonis. Jesse Ventura and Adonis in their AWA days were, that was their name of their team. That was East-West? Yeah. I, I'm shocked Glow would steal a name or a game. Yeah. All right, Kevin. Similar to that. Yeah. So, out of Broadway, Rose, and Hollywood, which one's the body and which one's adorable? Oh, baby, that's uh, Hollywood's got both. The announcers, the announcer says Hollywood will take anything that's not tied down. And hang on, hang on. Let me move this. Let me remove this. (laughs) I'm not tied down either. (laughs) What did you remove? Nothing. You didn't hear a clink. When you when you sleep strip, the first thing you take off is your wedding ring. Is that what you're, is that what you're doing? All right. Good thing Elise doesn't listen. I know. Right. Why don't sleep, we get... sleep stripping on the couch for a while? Yeah, yeah. I mean, are you staying? For, are you staying for an extended period of time at my place, Kevin? <laughs> I, I might have to. I did find out that uh, my car seats fold all the way back, though. If I need to sleep there. Okay. All right. Jeez. 
Um, Educator, why don't you go ahead and break this match down? So we see at the start of the match, Hollywood and Broadway Rose, they end up stealing Liberty's cape and Justice's hat and taunting them with them to start the match itself. We see Justice beeling Broadway Rose into the ring. Justice with an Irish whip and a big scoop backbreaker into a backbreaker onto Broadway Rose. Uh, Liberty and Hollywood are now brawling on the floor as the action with Justice and Broadway Rose is happening in the ring. We see Justice slamming Broadway Rose over the top rope onto the apron. Liberty ends up tossing Hollywood into the ring, given the opportunity for Justice to get involved in the match. Hollywood ends up doing a hammerlock onto Justice, and Justice is able to reverse. She does an Irish whip and hits a clothesline, knocking Hollywood down. Justice with a big body slam onto Hollywood, allowing Liberty to tag in. Hollywood ends up doing a leaping, running headlock takeover to bring Justice down to the mat. Liberty is able to recover and hit an Irish whip and a big scoop body slam to Hollywood. Hollywood and Broadway Rose end up grabbing Liberty by her legs and end up crotching her across the ring post uh, multiple times, dragging her over there. And uh, once Justice gets involved to break up the, uh, the, the, the offensive maneuvers that are happening, uh, Liberty is able to just instantaneously recover and then able to dive off of the uh, ringside apron to attack Broadway Rose on the floor. Justice is now in the ring. She does a standing vertical suplex to Broadway Rose. Justice hits a big leg drop, keeps her leg over the body of Broadway Rose, and ends up scoring a big 1-2-3 pinfall. Hollywood tried to get into the ring and break up the pinfall during the leg drop maneuver, but Liberty hit a running drop kick that sent Hollywood through the ropes back to the floor. Your winners by pinfall, Liberty and Justice. So, you know why Hollywood's the best? Their treats. Because clearly she's the ring general of this match and has to help other people. Because Liberty's bad. Terribly bad. Liberty is so bad in here. Liberty is just uh, a body, a D member of the team. Just there. It's a gimmick. And putting her in a, you know, a tag match to kind of hide the limitations is best used. We're going to talk about another match in the second half of this episode where we see a singles match. And it's just like, oh, this was not good at all. Yeah, but I mean, like, Hollywood's absolutely helping because they mentioned previously that Roxy's brand new to Glow. Justice seems fine so far. She's actually, like, a very, like, big frame on her. Uh, you, I would actually think it'd be more interesting to put her against uh, Big Bad Mama, Mountain Fiji, something like that. She's not as heavy, but she's as tall, if not taller than them. Like, or, or her and Daisy going at it, you know, like that could be interesting too. She just seems to be lost here. But uh, maybe, maybe the confusion is a confusion over the rules because I didn't pick up on it initially, but it's clearly here. Glow does tag matches under Lucha rules. Like you roll to the outside and your partner can come in. There's no right. need for an actual tag. And, uh, you know, for the most part, just keep the action going there. Right. Well, I see it's a blend. We'll talk about the when the farmer's daughters um, end up having a tag match. They they ended up doing legit tags in and out. But yeah, it seems to be there's like a blend of the lucha stuff with the traditional tag team format. 
Now, I wonder if it depends on how far someone is in their training for, are you going to do a legit tag match or like a Lucha Rolls tag match? Because if they're far enough, it's like, okay, you're doing this move. You need to tag your partner. You need to sell it. You need to go to your partner. You need to do a hot tag, whatever it is. If you're newer, it's listen, as long as two people are in the ring and there's some action going on, whatever. We don't care. We'll work on that part of this later on. I think you're thinking too far into it, Kevin. I just, think, <laughs> in all honesty, I don't think it has anything to do. I think it's just whatever they feel like doing. It's it's showbiz. Keep the action going. It's a Vegas show. Right. How many, have you seen many Vegas shows in your many trips there that are under Lucha rules? Uh, yeah, Beatles Love. <laughs> Beatles Love. That's a great show. I don't even know. Cirque du Soleil show. Oh, okay. I thought it was like a live Beetlejuice thing. No, beat like the music of the Beatles. Okay. All you need is love. All you need is okay. See, he knows Beatles songs. Yeah. Well, who doesn't know Beatles songs? <laughs> All right. So you <laughs> threw me off there, educator. Um, so we follow that up with Godiva's bare facts, and then we get MTV's Glow Connection. Hey, <laughs> okay, DJ. I'm just okay. So, just so everyone knows, the educator here is in the Love one the one in the Love basement. It. Two, he's like dancing. He's doing his his MTV thing. Uh, three, after he did his woo the first time. His daughter came down and said, is everything okay? Did you fall or something? <laughs> I had to edit that out earlier. I'm just throwing that in there. So <laughs> um, so that leads us to match number three. Guys, as the official battle of the, uh, you know, we've we've seen what? The battle of the big boys? Yep. We've seen, uh, I don't know. What are the big boy matches we have seen so far? Mabel and uh, Yokozuna, which is the worst one, right? I don't know. Bundy Elmer. Yeah. Bundy versus Elmer. Yeah. We get the battle of the giants here as big bad mama takes on mountain Fiji. Where does this rank in our battle of the, uh, of the big ones? It's tough. Um, I understand the idea of mountain Fiji trying to be their Andre, the giant, their biggest, their baddest their whatever. But this really showed the limitations of of this performer. Um, and, and a lot of it, honestly, could be the combination with Big Bad Mama. But there were, like, slam attempts and efforts and movements that there were struggles for Fiji to pull off. Maybe, you know, Big Bad Mama was just doing dead weight, making life miserable, making life tough. But... Boy, this was uh, this was a spectacle. Let me tell you. Uh, I mean, I understand what you're saying, but it's also not the worst big man, big woman match right. we've seen either. <laughs> like it was passable. One thing I thought was interesting. I know on you know last week's episode we talked about how uh, Nanachka was not in the main event. Wouldn't this have been a perfect match for a main Would event? Have, right. um, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Where they could have hyped it up and, and really gone after it. Kind of like a mid a mid mid episode kind of throwaway, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, uh, educator, why don't you go ahead and break this one down for us? 
So we see coming to ringside Big Bad Mama, and she is mocking Mountain Fiji by wearing a sarong, making fun of the... I'm sorry, but it looks so right. (laughs) I hate you so much. (laughs) I'm leaving that in because that's classic. That was a good one. What is the name of the, the traditional gear? It's a sarong. Okay. Fantastic, Kevin. Fantastic. <laughs> so the ladies are in the ring, and they're kind of reluctant to lock up with each other. Finally, they lock up, and we see Mountain Fiji just shoving Big Bad Mama back. Fiji ends up ramming Mama's face uh, first into the corner multiple times. We see Fiji hit two avalanche splashes to work Big Bad Mama down. Big Bad Mama is actually able to sidestep a third avalanche attempt by Mountain Fiji. We see Big Bad Mama do a bunch of double axe handles to the back and body of Mountain Fiji, but Mountain Fiji ends up blocking the fifth double axe handle attempt. Mountain Fiji ends up ramming Big Bad Mama into the turnbuckle a few more times. It's just unfortunately that was like the bulk of the match, ramming each other into the turnbuckle. Mama ends up throwing some voodoo dust into Fiji's eyes. Um, but ends up tr- and but Fiji's able to kind of brush it all off. Big Bad Mom also tries to hit Fiji with the big wood bone, uh, the bone that she had uh, from ringside. But Fiji is able to overcome and ends up beeling Big Bad Mama over to the canvas. Gives Big Bad Mama a big scoop body slam. Daisy, we see suddenly do a run in from from the locker room and she starts attacking Fiji mid match. Big Bad Mama ends up taking the referee and throws the referee through the ropes to the floor. We see Mountain Fiji able to do a big scoop body slam to Daisy. Fiji then struggles to do a scoop slam to Big Bad Mama, but is able to finally kind of force Big Bad Mama over the top rope onto the floor. And the referee now has recovered and has had the bell rung and says that Big Bad Mama has been disqualified due to the interference from Daisy. So he declares the winner by disqualification, Mountain Fiji. You know, Trudes was saying that I'm overthinking this probably, but really just from a booking flow of the show perspective, nothing makes sense here at all. Like you, you've spent all this time building up, you know, previous episodes, we've seen what the voodoo dust can do and here it does nothing. Right. So why even use it? Or if you're going to say mountain Fiji is immune to the voodoo dust, that could be a bigger storyline, bigger angle, something to focus on. But would the crowd, I mean, with the new cycling of bodies, would they not necessarily know that? I mean, you can explain that to the audience with commentary but I mean, the crowd's not really going to be able to sell one way or the other, knowing what's going on. True, because I mean, right now it's just glitter in the eye, you know. Right. And and it also maybe the reason it's not the main event for the night is because of the finish. But I would still put in the main event because that sets up a match on the next episode. Right. That'd right. Be a perfect thing to come back to. Oh my gosh! Can't believe this happened. Next week, we're you know these people are gonna get in the ring. Be sure to tune in. I'd be like, oh, that what a great thing to sign off the show for. I can't wait to be back next week for it, right? Because otherwise, it's a nothing match. It's a lot of just repetitive moves. You do see they're both big, but and yeah, we're talking about other people that'd be interesting in the ring with them. But really, they needed someone to 
bounce off of them, literally and figuratively. Yeah. Who's leading that match, do you think? Out of these two? Yeah, I mean, jeez. Oh, who's, call, who's calling the spots on this one? Is it the traditional heels calling the match? Because I don't know if Big Bad Mom is doing that. Because no, I think of, it's it's got to be Mountain Fiji. Oh. You think Fiji? I was going to say because of the interference, I was thinking maybe it was Mama getting that planned out. Because it would make more sense for Mama to be talking to Daisy and Gremlina than for Fiji too. Right. I think Mountain Fiji came from a wrestling family. Actually, I don't know. I, at some point soon in the series, I'm going to have to do a ton of glow research. Because like our, our WWE and WCW stuff, we've had years of just being familiar with the characters. Even if it's someone that you know we see once or twice, we still know a lot about them. Most of this is brand you, new. I'm telling you, Cheyenne Cher is Bailey's mother. It's gotta be. They're like twins. It's scary. It's frightening. As long as she calls me daddy, I don't care. <laughs> the hell did that come from, Kevin? <laughs> Jeez Louise. Well, um, <laughs> so we follow that up with Beastie's Beanery. Then we get a shampoo commercial. Then we get a Mountain Fiji dream sequence. And then we go into match number four, which is our second tag team match of the evening. It is Havana and e- Evangelina. Evangelina. Excuse Evangelina. me. Havana and Evangelina taking on Thunderbolt and Lightning. Evangelina. Not eat. Not. Eva Angelina, totally different talent. Oh, okay. All-time favorite talent. Cool. Uh, so Sorry. Another debut of a newer character here with Evangelina with her, you know, I guess preaching gimmick, so to speak. Wanting to do, I guess this is what Reverend Devon was eventually based on because she was looking for money collections and so on to uh, purify the souls of the of the damned, I guess. I don't know. Also, like Thunderbolt and Lightning seem better here than in the pre their previous appearance. Like I absolutely enjoyed them more. Here it seemed more fun, spunky, higher energy. Like just seem to be becoming more comfortable with their characters. Yeah. So uh why don't you go ahead and break this one down for us? Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, it is now time for the gorgeous Kevin Hellions to break down this glow wrestling match. Kevin, take it away. Am I supposed to sound like that as well? Sound however you want. Big sexy. Welcome to the hot tag. I'm Kevin. I'll be hot tagging you right now. Stop now. Make it end. (laughs) As long as our eyes don't meet. Just a tip. That's my biggest regret in life, Kevin. Huh? Never mind. <laughs> never did the Eiffel Tower, huh? No, we never hot tagged. We could have. We had a night, Matt, where we could have. Instead, we walked home. Two, two, <laughs> two miles. Two miles, it took you four hours. Yeah, it was a four times. I don't know. We, were yeah, we definitely fell into some alternate reality that night. Yeah, we did not fall. In, no, never mind. Nope. That was a weird night. It didn't that night. What a weird night, Kevin. So anyways. I forgot we're doing a show. I hope you edit this. Probably not. Since he doesn't edit. 
Alright, so welcome to the hot tag here. Uh, for those of you who don't know if it's your first episode, each and every episode these two decide on their own, texting back and forth, giving each other subtle looks while we record, what match I'm going to have to break down. As I watch the shows, I take notes on all the matches, little things to jog my memory, and uh, sometimes it's regrettable, like it might be as we start here. Cabana and Evangelina versus Thunderbolt and Lightning. Oh, Thunderbolt is cute. Look at her tooth gap. Habana attacks lightning. Evangelina steals or slams thunder to the outside. Double team on lightning. Lightning outsmarts Habana. Drop kick tags in thunder. Thunderbolt with a hip toss, a kick, and then a flip out. Habana keeps getting up though. Habana with a big back body drop. Thunderbolt is trapped in the heel corner. Habana beats her down and tags in Evangelina. Evangelina preaches and fully... Or sorry, she preaches first and then finally drops Thunderbolt. Evangelina beats down Thunderbolt. Thunderbolt finally gets up, gets a head scissors to escape. Thunderbolt monkey flips Evangelina out. Thunderbolt drop kicks Evangelina to the floor. Lightning hits a high crossbody from the top turnbuckle down to Evangelina on the floor. Habana trips Thunderbolt, but Thunderbolt fights back. Evangeline and Lightning are still fighting on the floor. Lightning sneaks into the ring to pin Evangelina. Nope, nope, she doesn't because Habana comes in to break it up. Thunderbolt jumps off the top turnbuckle onto Evangelina, and Thunderbolt finally gets the pin for her team. And that has been your Kevin Hellions. Gorgeous ladies of wrestling breakdown. Uh, educator, anything you wanted to add to to that match? Uh, the high cross body off the top rope to, for the finish was decent by Thunderbolt. Um, very one of the things that really like stood out to me. Starting to really look at Thunderbolt and Lightning, the girl in the white. That's Thunderbolt, correct? That's Thunderbolt. Yep. She is super thin, like bag of bones then there's like nothing to her but she seems to be like the more like gymnastic of the two whereas lightning i mean the gimmick lightning she's like the powerhouse of the team so yeah. she's always like posing with the biceps and whatnot you don't see thunderbolt doing that whatsoever so i think they they it's that typical who's the powerhouse who's the fast guy you know they they they're a real good complementary team for each other. So it'll be interesting to see. And I really I'm not too familiar with the history of Glow. I only know of the just the singles crown kind of deal. Do either of you know? Is there a tag title down the road that comes down future seasons, or do they just keep everything with just the single? I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm I'm not sure yet either. Like I was saying, I need to just give up one night and waste a night doing more research on Glow. It's one thing, too, you, you bring up because you have, like, your high flyer and your powerhouse in this team. Right. Why not just call them, th- I mean, I guess because Thunderbolt, they're doing the superhero gimmick. But right. Thunder and Lightning would be. Right. It should be Lightning Bolt and Thunder. Right. Well, I, I do wonder if there was an attempt at some point for merchandising. So maybe Thunderbolt and Lightning was an easier thing to copyright for future. Yeah, maybe. Right. Maybe. So, um. So anyways, we get our easy as KGB segment. Vladimir calls once again, and Nanachka's talking to a congressman. Uh, we get our shampoo commercial. 
We get another mirror, mirror on the wall segment. And then we get our match for the glow crown. It's Babe, the farmer's daughter, taking on Ninochka. Uh, what would you guys think of the main event for the for the crown? So for me, I guess there is no real rhyme and re- or reason. There's like no storyline building as to why Babe is now getting a title match, why we saw Cheyenne Cher getting a title match uh, that we'll be talking about next episode. So I, I think, I mean, this is to me, this particular match, this is like akin to like, I guess to compare it to like pseudo current, this would be like Santino Morella getting a title match and being, you know, competitive. It's fun. It's entertaining. Um, again, Nanashka is the star of the company right now, which is why she's got the crown. Very entertaining. Love, love the, uh, the spin on the finishing maneuver little throwback or a little callback to Tully Blanchard, 86 here, 85, 86, but absolutely uh good match, good finish. And uh, looking forward to seeing future challengers for Ninochka. I, I think if Ninochka came out first and said, it's time for the open challenge, it would flow a little bit better. Than right. Just randomly. Here's who gets the title match this week. The, the Russian open challenge. Yeah, uh, that's the one thing, too, that I think does hurt is there's very little to do with st- with storylines, just, just like no continuity. It's just like randomness thrown together. Do you think that a lot of that has to do with glow probably being in like syndication and you don't oh, know if things are you when, know, when, when things stuff's are going to air, what order things would actually air in, in certain markets? I mean, I'm sure that they they somebody had to be capable i mean the line the you know the various lines that we see in the segments uh that are the in the pre-tapes that are inserted in be it the commercials or you know the locker room jokes back and forth i mean there's obviously somebody doing writing so someone could be planning on longer storylines if they wanted to be but i think it's like you're saying because of it being syndicated and all it's the same reason you know law and order or ncis or whatever have tons of seasons because it's a procedural you need to watch the one here's the mystery here's who did it and go home later sure if you watch a ton of them you can see some character development but it's few and far between because it's not the point of the show so yeah we're seeing little things on here but it's clearly not the point of glow it's just to have a new content on for that weekend right all right so why don't you go ahead and break down our main event so at the start of the match we see babe in the ring she's flirting with ring announcer johnny c uh, kind of pinching him from behind, kind of hugging, hugging and snuggling on him. Uh, Ninochka is just not having it as she gets involved in the match. And she ends up doing a drop toe hole to an unsuspecting babe to take her down to the mat. We see Ninochka do a gut wrench into an upside down bear hug and ends up dumping babe down onto the mat. We see babe eventually recover and hits a running drop kick and that sends Ninochka through the ropes to the floor. Ninochka ends up slamming Babe into that drywall pillar, and of course, it just crumbles apart as expected. Ninochka ends up slamming Babe from the uh, apron uh, over the top rope back into the ring to get the match back into the ring itself. We see Ninochka with a corner Irish whip, and she's able to hit a monkey flip to toss Babe back uh, towards the center of the ring. Ninochka with another corner Irish whip. Uh, as Nanachka charges, Babe is able to catch her with a head scissors, 
and eventually uh, climbs on top of Nanashka's shoulders and does the roll through farmer's roll that she's known to do. We see Babe doing a modified version of a surfboard, kind of a mix between a surfboard camel's clutch to Nanachka. Nanachka is able to escape. Uh, Nanachka ends up setting up Babe for a standing vertical suplex, but then drops her legs over the top rope and turns it into a snap suplex a la Tully Blanchard. And she ends up doing the jackknife roll-up pin and celebrates a 1-2-3 pinfall and successful defense of the glow crown. You know, like we are seeing with uh, continuity and stuff, I also think uh, a star like Nanachka, they should do a better job of building up some of the stuff she does. Um, I only noticed that this match, so apologies if she's been doing it all along, but her ballerina kick entrance, I completely missed before. That's fantastic. I mean, you couldn't do it with like a normal level of ring ropes, like, you know, where WWE ring ropes are and all. But for the lower glow ones to kill over, it looks awesome. You know, clearly some sort of ballerina athletic background here. Also, her reverse bear hug looks great, looks powerful, looks dangerous. Her just doing it upside down. But why not, you know, take WWF or WCW's Q and give it a name? Call it like the Ursa Major hug or something like that. Just, I don't know, play up the character more. There just seems like so much left on the table that could have been done to build them up more, to make it more exciting. You know, cause there's a few characters that I am into and I am enjoying it. This, the farmer's roll rolling victory roll thing is absurd and ridiculous and dumb. And I love it. It's such a goofy ass move. And I absolutely love it. I love that. It's a signature move for them too. The babe and Sally are both capable of doing it. Well, they um, learned it. They learned it on the farms. Yeah. That's what you do on the farm. Um, I wasn't sure if what Babe was doing counted as a surfboard also, but I guess it does. Because I'm picturing surfboard like the person applying it ends up lying down on their back and the opponent And stand on the, the knees and pick up. Yeah. The, yeah. But instead it was like she's sitting on her rear and using her feet to pivot in the middle of the back. So it was kind of like a surfboard camel clutch kind of combination yeah. kind of deal. It, it's a unique variation and a twist that blends both together. I mean, it still, it looked good. It still looked like it hurts. It still looked like a a devastating move that, you know, done right or in the right play in the mat could maybe get a tap out for it. Right. Um, I don't know. Again, I just think like it needs a new name though. Right. Glow. I mean, Johnny C at the end tells us they have money problems. As soon as they're straightened out, they really need to get a better marketing team in here. (laughs) Right. Poor Johnny C. Every week he's telling his dad they didn't make any money tonight. I gotta do the same. Dave Hellions would wouldn't would have money. So um, we get a don't do drugs PSA from Hollywood. We get country girl dates, and then we get credits with Johnny C being broke. And that is the end of episode five. Uh, what'd you guys think of this one? Fun episode. The uh, the Battle of the Giants match kind of was a struggle. Uh, to get through, showing that there's very much limitations uh, for both of those ladies, and really they need to have a better in-ring general, I guess, guiding them through the match. But again, it's the idea of this is more of a, a showbiz TNA kind of, but not so much always TNA necessarily. Yeah, more less TNA, more impact. But it, it was a fun episode. It's not the best, not the worst yet. Yeah. 
So uh, why don't we take a quick little commercial break and we'll be back with episode six. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Oh, yeah. It's now time for the time, time for the time, time for the house glow rap. 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 Here we go. I'm the host, my name's Maddie Creeks, and you know I've been known to produce ya. And if you hang out with me, my wrestling buddies will seduce ya. I like Sonny, educator with the Tory, and Kevin likes Medusa. This is what I'm saying to ya. Can ya give me some all-day sushi? All-day sushi. Ooh, who me? I'm the man in the one, two, three, rap four. Yeah, yeah. Freestyle for my, my glow. Now let me pass the, the microphone to the man. His name is Kevon. Kevin, can you grace us with that rap and presence? Here we go. We are the Retro Network House Show. Peacock sucks, so we switch to Glow. You can watch it on Pluto or 2B. Hosted by Maddie Treats Educator and that great one, me. That's all you got for us, Kevin? Two, two lines. All right. All right. This has been the house, house glow. This has been the house, house glow. This has been the house, house glow. The house glow rap. Word to your mother. All right. And we are back and we are back in the women's locker room. Uh, once again, we get the women's locker room. We get the rundown of the card. We get the shampoo commercial. We get Tiffany's uh, glow gossip column. We get the intro rap, and that leads us to match number one on our card, which is Beastie versus Sally, the farmer's daughter. Beastie showing a little softer side as she accepts a gift and is reluctant and like giving it back, giving it away to, in order to uh, you know be a part of this match here. Uh, so we're kind of seeing a little bit of character development, I think, perhaps, with Beastie here being more than just the uh, Mad Max futuristic barbarian, you know, kind of kind of deal here. She left the bone. Can't blame her. So moving on, why don't we, uh, educator, you want to just break us down? Uh, so now we see basically with the bone gift, Sally, after giving the bone to Beastie, whoa, 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 whoa. uh, Kevin, can you repeat yes. that last, uh, sec- that last sentence that, uh, the educator said, uh, after giving the your, bone gift and can you do it in your sexy, uh, glow voice, please? Oh, Beastie tonight live in this very ring. I'm going to give you the bone gift. And that has been creeping us with Kevin Hellion. Sorry, <laughs> educator. Go ahead. I'm just wondering where Sally, like she must have stole that from big bad mama. Cause isn't that one of her gimmicks that she would come down to the ring with the big with the bone? Well, you're the teacher. I, I figured is this big enough know. to be a cow bone? It could be. It was that no. night. <laughs> Maybe she's from the farm. Guys, I have a new uh, character we should uh, introduce. His name is Bone Meltzer. 
<laughs> Bone Meltzer. Ah, oh, crazy. So we end up seeing after the pass off of the gift and Beastie being reluctant to get involved in the match, Sally ends up stealing the bone back. And now her and announcer, ring announcer Josie, are basically tossing the bone back and forth, playing monkey in the middle as BC is trying to chase and get get it back. Beastie finally gets frustrated and ends up turning her efforts onto Sally, rams Sally into the top turnbuckle. We see Beastie with a big scoop slam and then an arm and leg giant swing, which that definite maneuver we have not seen a version of in a while. We've seen the double leg swing with Cesaro and a few of the ladies doing that version, but an arm and a leg swing, I'm guessing able to pull that off because one, it's Beastie, who's a bigger, stronger girl. And of course, we got Sally here that's probably about 85 pounds soaking wet given her size and stature here uh, with saline and all that's she's probably got going on. So BC, we see uh, does an Irish whip. She ends up telegraphing a back body drop and Sally is able to hit a sunset flip and is successful in only getting a two count. However, from the referee, we see Beastie starting to bite Sally's arm and Sally to break away ends up doing a knee into the abdomen in order to escape. We see Sally with a big headlock. And it's almost like a sliced bread number two attempt. But Beastie is able to push Sally off and escape that maneuver. Instead, Sally ends up hitting a running headlock takeover and begins riding Beastie like a dog, similar to how Scott Steiner and Rick Steiner would do that whole pose in the ring. Sally ends up doing a double farmer's roll after Beastie did a corner Irish whip attempt. Sally does a monkey flip to take Beastie over to the canvas. Kind of impressive seeing little Sally do a monkey flip and taking Beastie over. Beastie ends up recovering, does a scoop slam, and then a scoop into a big backbreaker over her knee. We see Beastie climb to the second rope. It was kind of a reluctant effort, but does a second rope splash, more or less falling off of the second rope onto Sally. Gets a two count from the referee. And in the middle of the pinfall attempt, she just stops with the press and decides to start chewing on and gnawing and biting on Sally's leg. And the referee ends up disqualifying Beastie and throws out the match itself. We see a paramedic come into the ring to try to provide aid to Sally. Uh, but unfortunately, the paramedic got like football pun and hard in the groin by Beastie. We see security come down and remove Beastie, dragging her out of the ring as we see Sally getting her leg attended to by other uh, ringside attendants and paramedics that were not attacked by Beastie. I mean, thankfully, Sally's already in this like uh, crop top half shirt little thing here, because if they don't get a hold of Beastie after this, she's going to have to get 20 shots in her stomach. I'm sure she doesn't have the rabies. I also wonder if she uh, maybe went and attacked her, biting her and all to remove all the skin and muscle because she's upset that she lost the bone. She's like, well, I need to get another bone. Where else can I get one? But from inside Sally, I guess. I will say, though, as hokey and cheesy as it was, it was a better biting angle than Shayna Baszler. Still better done than that. Uh, treats. I'm just curious here. We've talked about the victory roll and the farmer's roll and all, but could you tell me what's a grizzly roll? 
Do you really want to know? I do. It's when two bears get together, Kevin. <laughs> you don't remember? We were, we were out here and go, went by a fast track and said something like grizzly rolls, two for $10. And I said, what's a grizzly roll? You go, come here. And you tackled me in the freaking parking lot. Like I said, two bears get together. <laughs> Isn't that like tobacco chew or whatever? I yeah, so. I didn't know. <laughs> I'm I'm unaware of that world. Yeah. You know, what's the drinking? There's some drinking game that you put a deck of cards out and each each one is like, you got to do this, you got to do this, and whoever King's, loses. King's Cup? King's Cup, yeah. I remember one of them was uh, you go around in a circle and you have to name things. So it'll be like, name sodas. And the first person that can't come up with soda has to drink. These people treats his old crew and all would purposely get me and say named cigarettes <laughs> after marlboro i'm out <laughs> you're done i'm done here camels yeah. Kevin, kevin's got two uh he's got two he goes marlboro and then he says candy yep yep <laughs> so. candy that's what he's got for us uh king's cup that was a fun game I don't remember like any of the rules or what the categories were and stuff. No, not a clue. Nor do I care. I'm too old. Yeah, we'll do that. <laughs> I remember saying offensive things to people during it, but yeah, I forget one. The queen, maybe queen. One of them was uh... queen was questioned because of the queue. Okay, but one of them was if you get okay, so maybe it was queen then. Like whoever laughs or breaks or whatever is the loser for it. Yeah, but yeah. I would you would just have to ask the... a question, and then if that person laughed. Yeah, they would have to answer the question without laughing or something like that. I think. It yeah, was. I would say the worst things imaginable just to get people break. <laughs> yeah, surprised you've never been canceled, Kevin. I think it's because it's good natured. It doesn't come from a place of hate or racism or prejudice or sexism or anything. It comes from just being a goof. So, anyways, why don't we follow that up with Doctor Feel and Grope? Um, and they're talking with Rocky Aster, and then we get a shampoo commercial. We get Zelda zingers. I mean, this is just a format. It, this is like a Mad Libs show. It is. I mean, it's crazy. It's it's Saturday Night Live, basically. It's just so predictable. It really is. Yeah. Uh, and then match number two on the card is Daisy and Dementia. Of course, Daisy is accompanied by Gremolina uh, taking on Mountain Fiji in a... Handicap match. In here, to me, this is where I really noticed that the audience laugh track was just super loud <laughs> over the top. Like the music was so loud, like you can't hear the ring announcer. It's even hard to hear the color commentator um, during the match at all. It's just everything is just so loud over the top. It's crazy. Well, and it really wasn't until this match, but then it kind of continues for the rest of this episode. And I wonder, because there was a previous episode where I, I swore I saw VHS tracking show up for just a second. Like, it got all wobbly for a moment. So I'm kind of wondering if some of this was lost and they're finding, like, not original recordings here. And that's why we have sound issues and maybe there's other issues later on. Yeah, I don't know, especially with the commentator. Because the commentator's so washed out. I, I yeah. barely hear him in some of the matches. You can't, right. But why don't you go ahead and uh, break this one down for us? So the start of the match, we see both of the heels, Daisy and Dementia. They attempt to do a double team attack on Mountain Fiji. They end up doing a double arm twist 
but Fiji is able to overcome and basically ram them together. We see Fiji with a scoop slam onto Daisy. However, the heels do recover quickly and start stomping Fiji into the corner. Double team axe handles, rights and lefts, ramming her into the corner turnbuckle. The heels do another successful double arm twist, but this time Gremolina decides to get involved and she starts biting Mount Fiji in the leg. Why that's not an immediate disqualification? Who knows? I mean, it just works the way it works here in GLOW. Fiji is able to break away from the two ladies holding her arms and ends up kneeing Gremolina in the forehead that ends up sending her out of the ring onto the floor. The heels were did an impressive-looking tandem double axe handle off the top rope from opposite corners, and they jumped at the same time and actually landed at the same time, hitting the double axe handle. However, that did not take Fiji completely down onto off of the mat. The heels that continue to double-team beat down Mountain Fiji in the corner. Fiji is able to break away and ends up doing a double hair beal on both of the heels twice. Mountain Fiji ends up body-slamming Daisy. She ends up Irish Mountain Fiji Irish whips Daisy or Dementia and does a stiff clothesline to knock Dementia down to the mat. We see Mountain Fiji with a big avalanche into the corner, smushing Daisy into the turnbuckle. And the finish of the match, we see Mountain Fiji with a big body slam onto Daisy. She ends up slamming Dementia on top of Daisy. And then Gremolina, who tries to break up the efforts of Mountain Fiji, she ends up getting thrown on top of Mountain Fiji on the pile. And with one big foot on the back of Gremolina, holding down both Dementia and Daisy, the referee counts the pinfall. One, two, three, your winner, Mountain Fiji. I gotta imagine Dementia called this match, given the options. (laughs) Like, and, and Dimension Daisy two-on-one attack for Fiji was actually really good. It made a lot of sense. You have a giant opponent like this. You have to work together. You have to be on the same page for stuff. I would like to see, you know, anytime WWE decides we're going to just have our, you know, one big guy or one main eventer destroy our entire tag team division, this would be a good thing to see a tag team actually working together to bring down the larger opponent, chop them down and all. But then, out of nowhere, Daisy is just lost and confused and done. She tries to punch Fiji, and it is the weakest punches I've seen since Sid Vicious in one of our previous seasons. It is just, like, little love tap light for it. Uh, Have you ever seen Shane McMahon throw a punch? Not, not, well, I mean, the ones we saw at WrestleMania this past weekend. Him and Braun Strowman, of course. Yeah, because those are good ones. (laughs) <laughs> but you know it's okay for him to lay him in the way he is because he's always bringing the money oh because you, know, you know whenever he's there here comes the money <laughs> but like fiji's just this makes her look dominant it makes her look strong but i also think it's a detriment to our weird wins and losses don't really matter set up for glow and random people get title shots because what's it matter that fiji destroyed people like Daisy or Dementia could get a title shot next week. Like, did she destroy jobbers or did she destroy title contenders or did she destroy, you know, like B level talent here? Like, it just doesn't even make sense for what's happening here in the ring. And Fiji, like, someone's absolutely taken, Dementia's my pick, is absolutely taking care of Fiji and just getting her through this match, too, it seems. Um, so we follow that up with Godiva's Bear Facts. Then we get Ninachka and uh, Major Tanya doing a little segment there. 
And then we get you, you, you dance like an inflatable tube man, <laughs> like a wacky inflatable, like a Bailey buddy. Uh, we get MTV's glow connection, the AOK DJ. And then we get match number three, which is Major Tanya taking on Zelda in a chess match. I was legit confused that I misinterpreted the the match call down at the start here, thinking that this was, I mean, was this originally just supposed to be a a chess match? Was it advertised as that? Because it turned into a legitimate match after the fact. Tanya, for, for being Russian, and Russians are supposedly good chess players, I don't know if that's a it's kind of a racist joke there. I don't know, but um, she got beaten three moves. It wasn't good. She's taking on Zelda the brain. Oh, she's got like an IQ of like one sixty five though. So mm-hmm. you know, she used to hang out with Bobby Fisher. Right. I guess that makes sense. Bobby the brain Fisher. It is. It is a chess match, but it's a wizard's chess match, which is why you see all this violence. Okay. One liner. All right, Heenan. <laughs> so the thing that I noticed from the start is that Zelda didn't take a bump getting into the ring. She was able to hurdle herself over the top rope. Her her hiney caught a little bit, but she didn't stumble over the rope into the ring itself. After three moves of the of the chess match, Tanya is defeated. Uh, immediate checkmate after, you know, three moves. And Tanya, Major Tanya, just not having it, sets her sights on Zelda and rams Zelda's head into the table, and that thing just explodes like balsa wood. It was crazy. Fragments of wood everywhere, or fake wood everywhere. We see Tanya ramming Zelda into the apron on the floor because Zelda had rolled out of the ring after being smashed into the table. Zelda eventually is thrown back into the ring by Major Tanya. Zelda attempts to do a full Nelson onto uh, Major Tanya. However, Tanya is able to beal Zelda to get her to get herself out and escape. We see Zelda with a, an arm drag attempt and a running drop kick into the corner that was successful. Zelda tries to do a victory roll attempt. However, Tanya ends up tossing her off of the, her shoulders onto the mat. We see Zelda with a drop toe hold into a modified ankle lock submission. I kind of thought that was pretty unique there. Uh, but Zelda, Tanya is able to escape. We see Tanya end up doing a side headlock into a running bulldog and then immediately drops an elbow onto a downed Zelda's body. We see a, Tanya hitting a scoop slam into a backbreaker over her knee. Zelda ended up botching a monkey flip attempt. Uh, but still somehow ended up getting a two count. We see Zelda try to do a top rope cross body. However, Tanya just basically sidesteps out of the way. I kind of felt like it was uh, like Samoa Joe and NXT whenever he had a match and someone tried to do a cross body out the top rope, how he just nonchalantly stepped out of the way. It just I kind of got that vibe as Tanya moved out of the way here. We see Tanya hitting a big tilt-a-whirl into an over-the-shoulder body slam onto Zelda. Tanya stops a sunset flip attempt by Zelda by punching her in the forehead and then doing a couple of stomps onto her down body. And we see the finish of the match with Tanya hitting a drop down pile driver onto her knees and then a big splash onto Zelda for the big one, two, three pinfall victory. 
Post-match replays show a pretty stiff drop by Tanya dropping Zelda on her head from that pile driver bump. And after the match, we see paramedics working on Zelda, giving her a neck collar because uh, she must have been selling that injury pretty hard. See, I think that Zelda is okay here to enter the ring without bumping because you get one move where you can switch your piece from one position to another, like from inside, outside the ring. She So she castled in here for this match. Um, the, what got me though is I I kept thinking Tanya was Nanachka. Like it's really stunning how much these two look like each other. I kept getting confused. I kept writing down Nanachka for my notes. I kept I kind of assumed it was for the glow crown for a little bit and all. But their build is very similar. Outfits are exactly the same. Their hair just looks real close too, though. Like I was just really. You know, I kept forgetting who I was watching and thinking it was Ninochka in the ring and not Tanya. Uh, but I, I'm really seeing a improvement for announcing tonight, though. Like, this match was fine. It was all right. Tanya's not bad. Zelda does her job perfectly well. Announcer here with a great line. I can't believe I've not heard in wrestling. IQ doesn't stand for I quit. That was just a great little line here as Zelda's fighting back. And then I don't know who is doing the marketing and the copyright and the ownership for stuff in Glow, but when they replay the match, and that, as you're saying, that that bad hit on Zelda there, calling it Super Glow Motion was brilliant. <laughs> I love that. It was so dumb, and it was fantastic. Um, I do wonder, though, like, I know that there's one major Glow injury. It was on a documentary, and I, I haven't watched that documentary in years. I don't know what season it is. I don't know if we're going to see it or if it's already happened. But I, I got to admit, I was kind of wondering what happened to Zelda here. The the details online for certain Glow episodes are sparse, though. So we follow uh, that up with Beastie's Beanery. Uh, then we get Sally and Tulsa talking. Uh, we get our shampoo commercial. We get our Mountain Fiji dream sequence. And that goes into match number four on the card, which is Corporal Kelly taking on Sonny, the California girl. So we have a debut of yet another character here that we're seeing in the ring with Corporal Kelly with now a second showing from Sonny, the California girl. Uh, I don't know what your gentleman's thoughts were on this match, but this was brutal. This was not good at all. Very, very hard to get into, to stay focused on. Um, Corporal Kelly just looks completely lost out there. I'm getting a vibe that Corporal Kelly probably is like would be a normal tag partner for Habana because mm-hmm. they kind of similar have similar ish gimmicks here with the whole fighting war, blah, blah, blah. Um, Sunny. I've not been impressed with her and neither showing whatsoever with the gimmick. I can't believe that you were speaking ill of Corporal Kelly, otherwise known as drill instructor, Vicky Guerrero. Excuse me. No. <laughs> thank you <laughs> but you know, no i mean you're absolutely right here um like sunny Tr- corporal kelly's just there honestly i there was nothing impressive some boots kicks like very basic stuff here that's all that it was uh, sunny's got uh apparently some signature moves here the malibu punch which sounds delicious not quite sure what's in it but uh, you know i'll pay <laughs> 10 bucks for a glass of it 
and uh, a bombs away axe handle from the top. Like that's about right, it. Good move. Good name for move. Like that's about it. <laughs> um, so educator, why don't you go ahead and break <laughs> down your favorite match of the uh, of the Glow series here? So I don't know if the laugh track was just terrible or the sound, but Sonny tries to start the match by grabbing the microphone from the ref or from the ring announcer Joe C. And tries to do a terrible knock knock joke with the the get uh, with the whole crowd like nobody in the crowd is responding. Do a knock knock. It's almost as if like she's talking to Joe C to be like, do I continue with the joke because they're not really saying who's there kind of deal. And the whole response of tanks for the memories. I uh, oh, okay. So we end up, Kelly ends up attacking Sunny. We see an Irish whip. And a uh, big scoop backbreaker over the knee by Kelly onto Sonny, the California girl. Sonny ends up capable of, of basically rebounding and ends up doing a back elbow smash to a charging Kelly to knock Kelly down to the canvas. We see Kelly with a bunch of forearms to knock Sonny down and a few stomps. We see Kelly with an Irish whip into the corner and Sonny ends up catching her with a head scissors as she as Corporal Kelly charges in. We see Kelly uh, with an Irish whip to Sonny and hits her with a clothesline. Corporal Kelly with a big scoop body slam. And luckily the finish already. Corporal Kelly climbs to the top rope and hits a double axe handle, uh, knocking Sonny down to the mat. And we kind of see a roll up jackknife one, two, three pinfall victory. Thank goodness it was quick. Oh, hey, I'm back. I'm sorry. I went to the bathroom like everyone should during this match. This is just, honestly, I think this might be the worst match on the whole glow season so far. Like, I don't necessarily have a best match, but this is definitely my worst. Did you have anything to add? Any insight at all or? There's no insight to give in this match. Right. Like, Sunny does what she can. Corporal Kelly's just there. There's no move that I really was like, oh, that was an impressive move. There's no, like, funny moment here. There's no violence. I think even Aunt Kitty missed this match. She's usually ringside, so. So, we follow that up with an easy as KGB uh, segment of course vladimir calls again and uh, she's talking with agent jones this time from the fbi right yeah, i think so. or cia yeah, one maybe, of them. i can't remember that might be one of the government officials the matrix maybe yep. i don't know uh we had our shampoo commercial we get country girl dates and then we get our main event of the evening which is cheyenne share taking on ninachka for the glow crown that would be bailey's mom taking on Ninochka for the glow crown. That'd be future Mrs. Hellions. <laughs> Bailey's mom, Cheyenne share. So are you Bailey's? D- I don't want to get into it. <laughs> what? He was that night. Bailey's stepdad. Are you guys going to show up for it? What? For the wedding? I mean, I figured we'd be in it, but apparently not. I think I wasn't in your first one. I might as well try this time. Yeah, I'm just making sure I'm taking reservations. Is Dave Hellions invited? Wow, nothing. Just no. There we go. Thank you, educator. Thank you for <laughs> sigh no selling my terrible joke. No, I understand. It. I'm just no. I'm asking: Is Dave Hellions invited to your second wedding? 
Oh yeah, we're gonna do it up. Okay, interesting. Wasn't sure if you're gonna make, make the cut. This make time. make up first and then do it up. We'll make up. We'll do it up. We'll war paint. If you keep no selling me, we can keep getting worse just to get the reaction. <laughs> then we'll all be in trouble because you and let we'll me get away with it. We'll all be in trouble. It takes two to say something awful, me to say something awful, and you to listen. <laughs> uh, educator, why don't you break this down, I guess? I, Kevin's yeah. kind of throwing things for a loop here. He is throwing <laughs> things for a loop. But this match actually was pretty decent work between both ladies here. We see the start of the match. Both ladies attempting a running drop kick and they miss each other. Both ladies hit the ropes, but Cheyenne Cher drops down for Ninochka to run over, only for there to be a rebound from Ninochka's end, but is able to be, uh, get kicked in the gut by Cheyenne Cher. Both girls try to do a running arm drag and they essentially block each other. Cheyenne Cher ends up trying to do a running splash on a down Ninochka, but Ninochka is able to roll out of the way. We see Ninochka with an Irish whip and a hip toss attempt, but Cheyenne Cher was able to basically cartwheel or tumble through uh, to avoid being taken down. We see Cheyenne Cher with a double rolling snap nair to take herself and Ninochka down to the mat. Cheyenne Cher with a double leg sweep, but ends up missing uh, a running splash attempt as a follow-up maneuver on a downed Ninochka. Ninochka ends up doing an upside-down bear hug attempt onto Cheyenne Cher, but Cheyenne Cher is able to kick out and ends up reversing the efforts, turning it into a back body drop to take Ninochka over. We see Cheyenne Cher with a corner Irish whip and a bunch of big stomps onto Ninochka in the corner. We see a monkey toss over the top rope, but Ninochka ends up holding on and dragging Cheyenne Cher out with her. Both ladies are now on the floor brawling. Cheyenne Cher does a second monkey flip attempt onto the floor, but Ninochka is able to recover and in time and ends up sending Cheyenne Cher into the corner post. And here we get the little track thong, you know, dong sound as the Cheyenne Cher's head is rammed. The dong, the dong, dong, dong. (laughs) Yeah, right. Ninochka ends up tossing Cheyenne Cher back into the ring. We see an impressive maneuver where, um, what appeared to be a, what was going to be a moonsault, but instead Ninochka climbs to the top rope, does a complete backflip and lands on her feet and then falls back and drops a driving elbow onto a downed Cheyenne Cher. Ninochka tries to do a handspring into a run into a splash, but Cheyenne Cher rolls out of the way. We see Cheyenne Cher doing a cannonball senton onto Ninochka and goes for a pinfall attempt and gets a two count. Both girls are grabbing each other by the hair as they're bent down, but Ninochka counters quickly and does a big punt to the forehead. And then we see the finish with Ninochka picking up Cheyenne Cher with a standing vertical suplex, draping the legs over the ropes, turning it into a snap uh, slingshot suplex and does the jackknife roll up for a one, two, three victory over Cheyenne share. Uh, so far for season four, my favorite match. I think if you were starting, if you wanted to do legit women's wrestling with glow, you build around these two. You have Ninochka as the heel champion dominant beating everyone and you build Cheyenne up to be the challenger, to be the one that might be able to defeat her and all and just have her be uber baby face for it. 
but them countering each other, the double drop kick attempt from both of them. And then they both go for the arms, just kind of spin around. I'm like, geez, they got chemistry in the ring against each other too. They're doing fantastic against each other. It was, you know, the, yeah, Shine kind of overdoes the flips, but the fact she can do them at all is amazing. She's got to be the most athletic one in glow. It has to put together a little more, sure, but she's fantastic. Um, there's God, there's just so much cool moves here. Even like Educator was saying, Nanachka with the black flip, and then she just lands this elbow after she's perfectly landed in the ring. I'm like, this is so good. Yeah, and absolutely. Your big two federations were doing nothing with women at the time. This could have been on one of their shows and mm-hmm. held its own. Could absolutely, you could pluck this match as is onto one of those other shows and it would have stood up for it. Like, I'm, I'm almost upset it's on here as a comedy and not treated seriously. Right. And from what I can tell, like, Nanachka had had training. You know, it looks like she was kind of in charge here. I, I was looking up earlier. It looks like Shan Cher just did glow, and that was it. I'm like, how did no one go for her after this? Right. How did no one just throw money at her? Both of them, really. It, it makes you wonder, like, what Nanachka could have done if she was working with Sherry Martel. Or if Nanachka was working, even with, like, Rock and Robin. In that 88, 89, you know, WWF era, you know, depending on what they're both doing and, you know, maybe add a couple years here, Medusa, right? It could have been incredible. How, like, did either of them go over to Japan? Because I got to imagine Japan would have said, oh, geez, what a talent and a gimmick. And, uh, you know, you can bring over the evil Russian and not have to explain anything, right? You can bring over, you know, gymnasts and not have to explain anything. It would be universal for it's just uh, by far my favorite match here. One of the things with this, um, help me. I'm not familiar with the timeline. Maybe one of you guys can Google this as I'm talking. This is like 89. When is Rocky four? The Brigitte Nielsen Russian character. Like, I, I've always thought 86. Like if. Oh, I think it's later than that. Cause I think 86 is Rocky three with Mr. T. Rocky four is 85. Wow, is it really that crazy? So obviously, you know, Nanachka, uh, I would imagine, is a spinoff of the Brigitte Nielsen character. Oh, a combination of both. It's got to be. It's got to be. But she plays it so well. Very much so. Yeah, I'm just, this is my biggest, like, I wish something could have happened better for both of them. I was super impressed. It's like seeing a great, match on an indie show and everything else is crap and you just feel bad like you guys you guys wrestled this great match in front of like 10 people on a dump indie show so i mean that's pretty much it of course we get our mirror mirror on the wall segment we get a don't do drugs psa from hollywood the credits roll and johnny c still broke still broke but this time mtv getting her getting her time in apparently johnny c's upset that she ended up buying a new sound stage uh, stereo for her segments but that's all right my book she's the a-ok dj Woo! Hell. <sighs> what did uh what did you guys think of this one this episode 
One of the things that stands out to me that I, I'm starting to pick up on is these must have been different. Like they've done multiple tapings of the, the in-ring rap because Cheyenne share has had multiple gear changes. Mm-hmm. You know, Nanachka has still been wearing the same gear, the same gimmick, but there have the glow wrap. She's been in the powdered blue, uh, doing the glow wrap. And then also now with this new red gear, when they did an inset in the middle of the match. So the glow wraps that they're doing, these were not necessarily, I don't think taped all in one day. There've been multiple sets of tapings. I would imagine with the changes in gear, a lot of the girls, they're just, they're wearing the same gear. I mean, BC's it's the same gear over and over and over again. I mean, at least dementia is changing it up with the hockey mask and and so on here and there. Uh, just this one gear change, just that it just stood out as being very different now with the bright red as opposed to the powder blue that she had earlier in previous well, I, episodes. I mean, also for for the glow wraps and their their openings and stuff like that, some of them are awful. Oh, Ellie's really bad. She can't keep beat. She can't keep rhythm right. at all. There's a few that are bad. So. I can't imagine it was all recorded the same day. No. Like, and especially with certain ones that are bad, that means that's the best take that they had. <laughs> right. And it was that bad. So yeah, I'm sure that they had a few that, you know, record over a couple days. Try, you know, Hey, you, you didn't get it today, but we'll try it tomorrow. And then tomorrow you're like, all right, this is as good as it's going to get. <laughs> we can't keep wasting time here. Yeah. At, at what point you're just like, yeah, we're just going to go with that one. You know, so kind of like how you guys ended up with me. Uh, but yeah, that's going to do it for us. Uh, another two solid shows, guys. Absolutely. Yeah, some some better than others. And I I'll say and these two, I think I saw the worst match so far, and the best match so far. Oh, there right. you go. That's our love hate relationship with glow. So. Uh, so next week we will be back with episodes seven and eight. And uh, yeah. Oh, Kevin, what was your favorite mm-hmm. one liner of the evening? Oh, 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 where'd it go? It was in the first episode tonight. No, sorry. It wasn't the second one. It was just at the very beginning. From Tiffany's glow gossip. Oh, baby. Tanya learned how to swim because her father threw her in the lake back home. <laughs> Unfortunately, everyone else was ice skating. Terrible. Ouch. Just terrible. On that note, educator, what do you want to say to the people out there? Thank you, gentlemen, for a great episode today. Uh, to all of our listeners, as always, that we appreciate and very much thank your support. By all means, please check out the Retro Network and peruse the amazing offerings that they have on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, and I just want to say thank you for supporting us. Of course, you can follow me on Twitter at MaddieTreats. Once again, that is at MaddieTreats. Come join the fun. Um, of course, thank you to the Retro Network. Thank you to everyone that listens to us, and thank you to our two co-hosts. And Mr. Kevin Hellions, why don't you take us home? 
All right. Thank you guys for another great show. Thank you to the Retro Network for hosting us. Thank you to Tubi TV for providing the Glow content. Thank you to Richard Reader and Jason Gross for our logo. You can follow us across the internet at TRN House Show. You can follow me online at Maddie Treats. You can follow me online at Mass Library. MassLibrary.com is the home blog. Go and check out the Patreon uh, and merchandise in the show notes. Hey, shout out to our friends over at Odds with Wrestling. And uh, guys, I'm just I'm just curious here. Um, who do you think is taller, Gremlina or Kevin Sullivan? Kevin Sullivan. Gotta be Sullivan. Okay, because I'm seeing Gremlina come out with Daisy and with Dementia, and I'm just thinking that she should form her own evil stable called the Dungeon of... I got that out. <laughs> I can't have that on there. <laughs> I mean, come on, Kevin. Hear it. Hear it. This has been a presentation of the Retro Network.